and welcome to the podcast on the pit lane and today we are reviewing monaco grand prix yeah, yeah. the monaco train grand <laughs> at least we can hope to have some excitement guys it wasn't that bad i'm of that opinion it wasn't that bad i was expecting a at least a yellow flag i guess <laughs> so i wear this red superman hat for today especially for ferrari yeah i i wasn't completely you know satisfied with ferrari that's why i'm not wearing my hat uh cap <laughs> sad face yeah yeah i yeah, understand finally uh, we all missed charles sorry 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 oh no problem carlando yeah. back on the podium for, not back i think it is the first time lando norris and carlos sainz have shared a podium so that was a good thing and following them were sergio perez good improvement from him sebastian vettel ladies and gentlemen his first points in aston martin p5 what a drive what a drive pierre gasly outscoring none other than lewis sir lewis hamilton lance stroll in p8 another good performance astavan ocon i told you hit score points you guys laughed at me That's the one Ocon scored points. No, no. We, we didn't laugh, laugh at you for scoring points. We <laughs> laughed at you for a, for a quality prediction. You said yeah. in quality that Esteban Ocon is going to be in top 10. I said yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen because they didn't have Leclerc any faith. Leclerc wasn't there. That's why he is in top 10. Leclerc yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And post that Bottas wasn't in the field. He's still dead. We are not. We are not saying. I am not saying that uh, Esteban Ocon isn't like uh, capable of doing it. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you are qualified, uh, Alonso. Yeah, he's doing great. And uh, he's on fire. And finally, Antonio Giovinazzi in P10. So that that was a good drive. Amazing, right? Amazing. Exactly. Yeah, man. a lot to look forward i i was looking to you know uh, have some a lot of incidents it's it's smaller after all so life. was i so was i so was i because being an f1 fan and uh, not seeing any sort of incidents in monaco it's like okay monaco grand prix is like on to not on to its major peak but at the same time so happy and so inspired from the drivers the precision they are carrying is top notch amazing so single, it was out of the not world a sing, not a single mistake that led to car to a dnf or to 
circuit to vary and actually Not that's so easy easy on that circuit like you are just touching the barriers you know you are pushing uh, if you want to realize how complicated monaco is just join an open lobby in f1 2020 you realize uh-huh. <laughs> no no heroics at sandover <laughs> in f1 you know actually in f1 2020 you join open lobby in, in any circuit you will find this same, same, same yeah, amount of no doubt no doubt you find the cars flying but yeah, uh, jumping into swimming pool yeah that will be new <laughs> yeah that yeah. you can only see in monaco so luck luck did not start yeah that's a i mean i was i was so much 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 uh, i was uh, like keeping this question for you do you think was that a parani strategy no man Or, I, i don't think so i don't it's think it's just a fail no no i don't that lab if you if you look at the you know uh, sector footage on board charles leclerc he was you know pushing on the edge you know yeah. uh, the first uh, right hander in the casino square he was too close to the barriers you know and in the newell chicken also he was right on the limit so it was bound to happen man and i don't think that charles leclerc could do such thing purposely although ferrari have done you know major 2006 yeah that's what i was that was i was about to say with michael schumacher that was deliberate at all man because uh, it, it, it was looking it close. wasn't a deliberate at all yeah it was looking close but yeah, it was max signs and uh, charles are for the pole but i think that charles had it in bag you know his previous lap was pretty good it, if not it if if not pole then he was looking good for p2 at least so i don't think that he would do this deliberately and that eventually you know resulted in a catastrophic failure of his drive shaft exactly. right exactly. and uh, over to the so next question was, for you one second which was actually yeah, exactly. my next question for you one second is uh, what do you think about the dns like i got because of those do you think it was uh, you know ferrari could have changed the gearbox took the penalty and uh, let leclerc stay in the monaco gp or this you know their what is a risk they took and uh, it changed the whole gp you know and it, it costed a, a, a big amount of points for ferrari as well because they are on the fourth uh, constructor champions right now in, in the fourth rank you know if uh, leclerc would have been there they could have been right now in the third place you know across the mclaren right now so what do you think about that of course you know i think that ferrari should have could have you know it's should have could have would have sort of situation for ferrari you know they should have changed the gear box man because if if it, it is you know better than having no points at all it's better that you start p6 it was pole so you can go as bad as p6 you know so starting from p6 looking at the pace that ferrari had whole weekend in this case so i think that he could have gained two places and you know the overcut advantage that sergio perez had throughout the race he could have he could have ended up on the podium in fact p3 p3 p4 were on the books but you know ferrari said let's risk it if we get the pole we can get the win so i think actually that- that was the philosophy that the forces actually yeah um, i read it somewhere that 
they were having a reason behind it that they did this gamble because all the you know ferrari hierarchy like ceo or somebody i mean very important person from ferrari factory or ferrari company was there so they were i mean they were trying to impress him or impress yeah. them so so they did that gamble i actually I, you know the end press release that matia said that they didn't check that drive shaft but i don't think that yeah, yeah man exactly come on i mean you are an f1 engine prabhu you are a drive train guy exactly how much a crucial thing is when you take off the wheel what exactly you see what this take off exactly what do you see exactly and this cars have that transaxle which means your transmission and gearbox and axle or all are, are combined in there whole unit so i mean whenever you yeah, exactly you have to inspect the whole unit that doesn't and i mean f1 engineer you know <laughs> overlooking those things i i don't think so that can happen but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was a calculated gamble from yeah. you know exactly that they you know fired it was you know that they were trying to let the penalty go away because they were more afraid of penalty and not getting a win rather than just being in the race you know the another uh, another point that i think uh, could have contributed is if it were any other circuit than monaco they would have taken the gamble not just because of how important the track position is just because it is monaco you are further down the field you have five cars in front of you you go down saint devo you don't know what's going to happen so you are you're having a new gearbox in the car and you are thrashing it again so you are one gearbox short which has its traveled like a couple of 100 meters plus a formation lap so there's no point in that so i think that this is also an important factor that ferrari would have considered let yeah. we don't go for the change yeah also the overtaking threshold is highest on that monaco circuit which is 2.8 second you should be 2.8 second faster in the guy of front, in front of you then you can overtake him which is highest so i guess that too made a impact on their decision so and so the yeah. same thing just uh, consider some overtaking corners at monaco you don't have that sort of area or that sort of like you have you have saying it way to be you have seen the you have you have that chicken uh, you have uh, casino square uh, you know uh, slightly forward from this casino square as sap did uh, yeah, that, the, that, that sort of try something into casino square to be in that position if you're not properly aligned or not uh, in that window you, then you cannot go for the overtake in the casino square. and you need and you need yeah. cooperation from the other driver as well yeah in monaco if yeah, overtake not the major thing and uh... so basically the two overtaking opportunities could be turn one and done that that is it and rush would be our train the monaco train uh, yeah yeah so moving on uh after the start which was you know everyone uh, kept it clean which was good to see but Amazing. on the airplane mick schumacher down the inside of nikita mazepin boy how good that was looking for car onto footpath right that the I mean, area is a footpath only i mean they were so close to touch each yeah. other and exactly 
and the fact that Mazepin, in fact, kept it clean. <laughs> I mean, I have to give it to Mazepin over there. I mean, the guy kept it clean. So, I wasn't expecting it that he would, you know, keep his now, but he did a good job. And that was some good move from our boy, Mikshu Mathur. Yeah. What, what do I you guys think of it? The move. The only good move we saw in the whole race. Yeah, but uh, that's actually <laughs> the other move. That that's still the one. We'll cover it later. Yeah. But after this, that was you know somewhat the race was as it is, and then Hamilton pitted, and there things got a little bit more exciting. Hamilton was saying that you pitted me so early, I wasn't riding slow, I wasn't going to go faster. So on and on, I would go longer and then go faster on this, my second stand. I mean, Bono, Bono would have got a lot of stick after the race from Lewis as well as Roscoe. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, and the other Mercedes guy. Should we talk about him? Well, report us. What do you think? You know, everyone, just go ahead talk about it. I'm gonna take uh, many of your minutes from <laughs> on this point. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna say is that all the Bottas's luck is going. I'm I'm channeling towards the Lewis. I mean, Lewis is very lucky guy, and Bottas is vice versa of that. I mean, everything at that go. I mean, that can go wrong. Goes wrong with Bottas. Azerbaijan. He was in. Lead and puncture, rare puncture. Now this time at Monaco, it was P2 and then... You know what? Even in 2020's Akhir GP. In 2020's Akhir GP, the same thing happens in Bodas. The front right, always it's front right, always. <laughs> you know what I suggest? Since Red Bull is recruiting guys from Mercedes, I will suggest Mercedes hire the front right gun guy. That's the I know. Okay, and Akshat was furious the whole 48 hours post-race <laughs> that he wanted to, you know, rant about Mercedes. So, Akshat, take over the stage. Go on, buddy. Take out all of your... I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, summarize my Monaco GP for you. 1 to 30 laps was like, oh, great. It's Monaco GP. Woohoo, it's happening again. After 30 to 78 GP, I was furious. I was angry. I was frustrated. I you know I was bored as fuck. And uh, after 78 lap, finally I got to see Carlando in the interview, and I got a smile on my face back again. So what I was furious about was why it is every time these kind of things happen, it's always Walter Bottas that has to pay for it. You know, that guy is the only guy from Mercedes who was giving hell to Verstappen in the quali and in the race. He was the only guy who could have undercut Verstappen and he could have, you know, won that first place. Right? And still, uh, what I was furious about was that you saw Verstappen's and uh, Walter Bottas' gap, you know, going larger and larger for from 1.5 seconds to 2.5 seconds to 5 seconds. Why did they wait? Till 5.3 seconds to pit Valtteri Bottas. You know, they were saying Valtteri Bottas to go as fast as he can on the soft tires. But 
they didn't you know Valtteri Bottas was complaining for constantly for five laps that my my left right is not giving me any grip my rears are bad this tires feel like i'm on a wet tires i'm on wet surface so why didn't they you know you saw that the gap was 2.6 seconds so you knew that undercut is going to be a very tough position if you quit after now yeah, so it, why did they wait and in, even after five even after the gap yeah 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 and even after the gap goes to 4.8 second they pit hamilton first and then they pitted bottas i mean what the hell are you doing thinking hamilton was saving his tire he was trying to move as as you know fast as he can but saving those tire for the long run while bottas is struggling with everything on those tires so you should have pitted him you should have pitted him for the hard or mediums whatever you wanted to do go for it whatever walteris choice because walteri was on the lead why didn't you heard what walteri was saying that was i was curious about that why mercedes is always planning strategy according to lewis hamilton why they are you know always thinking about that lewis hamilton is the guy who can win races for mercedes walteri bottas cannot do anything why they are doing like that only- i mean walteri is the one because you know since walteri bottas has signed since 2017 there has only been uh, one successful driver it's you know a bit harsh but a blunt truth walteri had his chances he has not i won't say that he hasn't delivered he is in formula 1 because he has the potential so i won't say that he has delivered but you know the mercedes seat the car which has been so dominant in this turbo hybrid era so that seat comes with certain expectations and since bottas is uh, not meeting them i don't think that uh, it i mean once will... uh, i i i sorry but i'm stopping you right here why bottas is not meeting them why louis every time that louis louis hamilton wins the race because of the strategy you know it's a team game uh, f1 is not a single person's game you are strategizing a team you know why why red bull is on 2021 why red bull is giving hell to mercedes you know why because their strategy is much much better than mercedes is mercedes is just you know they pulled hungary 2020 29 you know they pulled it hungary 2019 in the spain race so they got over confident in this monaco gp i'm going to go straight right and say that they were over confident in monaco gp and that paid them so what basically happens mercedes pulls a hungary in spain So Mercedes pulls a Monaco 2016 done by Red Bull pit stop error which causes with causes a catastrophe no, but I, I hate you know if you I, I'm going to give you some options you know guys just tell me uh, what I'm saying in a in a uh, one answer uh, who's the aggressive driver in Mercedes Valtteri Bottas or Lewis Hamilton if you go for the race craft then you know driving on three wheels i'm not saying a race i'm i'm not i'm not no no that's not aggressiveness sorry that's a race craft he that guy is an amazing level i'm not saying that i'm saying about aggressiveness of the race you don't let your op- opponent pass you don't let your teammate even not even your teammate pass from beside you you won't give your position that easily you will stay ahead of everyone even if your tires are not working you still complaining to get helps from your team that's what aggressiveness is we all know that right in our formula and we 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 have seen that aggressiveness from walter rivotas 
since 2017 when he joined Mercedes. We all compare him to Nico Rosberg that he is not giving hell to Lewis Hamilton, but that guy doesn't get the support like Nico Rosberg got from Mercedes. You know, Nico didn't give a shit about Mercedes team principle. He did what he thought. That's why he gave hell. Valtteri Bottas is still respecting those strategies, those team principles, and uh, those team team bonding and everything. That's why even after you see. Afterwards, all the post-race interviews and on gone, Valtteri Bottas posted on Instagram that it was not a good, and he clearly mentioned that it was a PR purposes or whatever it was that. But he still mentioned that it it was none of no, nobody's fault. It happened. Uh, it was a technical issue. No one can do anything, right. and uh, we'll see what we can what we can do. It was not my fault, not team's fault. It was clearly team's fault, man. <laughs> but still, he is being humble. It was a mechanical failure, so. I'm not. I'm not saying about the tire stopping. I'm not saying about tire stopping, man. I'm, I know that was a mechanical failure. Yeah. I'm straight. I'm talking about strategy failure. And even if you see that post, right, you open that post. You know, after this podcast is over, just go ahead, open that post, check out Mercedes's comment in that, and then go ahead and see the replies in that comment. Everybody is saying that Mercedes. Everybody is saying. The Mercedes admin that you don't give a shit about Valtteri Bottas. Why are you giving, trying to you know uh, compensate him right now? Because you don't even even care about Valtteri. They they already people are hating Mercedes for that. You know, say everything is coming out right now that you Mercedes his strategy is only about one guy. That's Lewis Hamilton. So it's 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 very tough for a second driver to you know even win races. It's okay. It's fine. It's Valtteri, it's right? Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm still furious about that because even after that, Toto and everyone is just saying, giving those PR responses and everything. They are not just being friendly. That yes, they made a mistake. There was a strategical error. They are not. They were not focused on Valtteri Bottas. They were focused on Lewis Hamilton more. But so it just, you know, it, it hurts. Mm. Valtteri Bottas more, yeah. you know that guy. You know, and in in this season is his last season with Mercedes because after that contract's gonna over. They don't know if they're gonna continue the contract or not because there are many chatters. Even Oster, Esteban Ocon is in the yeah. league, you know, for yeah. Mercedes seat. Mm-hmm. Toto not- just gave. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's not totally out because uh, in recent interview, Toto said is it's Esteban's decisions. But uh, they are gonna think if Esteban is ready, then they are gonna think about it. So if they give Valtteri Bottas to someone else, then it's very harsh decision because uh, it was he was the only guy who could you know team guy. He was totally a team guy. Right. He is. He is still. He is still a Mercedes driver. A little grammatical yeah. correction there. Don't let uh, Bottas surrender his seat this soon. But yeah, if Mercedes can rally as they have in the past. It puts better trouble for Red Bull and Max Verstappen. But talking about the pit stops, the pit stop went awesomely good for one guy, Sebastian Vettel, who gained position over Gasly, uh, yeah, right. Gasly and Lewis Hamilton. And that move, oh man, all everyone, the- everyone. So Lewis Hamilton was also shocked with that move. How the fuck that happened? All yeah, the. Yeah. 
on such a fast part of the track which is a rarity in monaco there were two cars side by side and you were showing stroll making mistakes i mean does it make and sense? and it every time happens at monaco i mean in 1988 they even they didn't even say that mega left from senna you know 1.4 seconds faster than than prost and they didn't even record it that lap so we'll never we'll never get to see that lab <laughs> yeah so on le- uh, the only exciting part of the race apart from you know a ferrari in podium and a mclaren in podium verstappen winning that was the only exciting bit of the race that sebastian vettel was racing again in p5 he overtook lewis hamilton and they didn't show it i mean what's wrong with you yeah. Uh, you know i right now i'm going to sh- just i'm going to show you a, a image right now and I, i i want all of you to just you know give me some detail about this that, that image okay yeah guys uh, what do you want to tell me about this this thing p1 yeah gasly Uh, Gasly on the driver championship is first, and uh, Lewis Hamilton is on the tenth. Uh, these these were the, these were the graphics. So have you guys played that a uh, motorsport manager game? Yeah. <laughs> so in that game, when your driver you know how how is about to retire, there's a you know a certain term in its driver card saying reached peak. it says that your driver has reached peak so there are a lot of reached peak memes going around about the image that akshat showed that guys this bit written <laughs> now because he has reached his peak 7w sees <laughs> yeah <laughs> but how- i mean what director was thinking you know uh, the uh, martin brother was just going to talk about uh, the vettel over to taking pierre gasly and they just showed stroll speed stop he even went like what? he even went like what happened you want to see what happened <laughs> exactly and even in the second time the replay came in they suddenly uh, again they suddenly changed to pit stop yeah and when i don't know they why they were and when the camera got back it was you know coming out of the casino square they first showed gasly and hamilton battling and there was no sebastian yeah. vettel so i thought has he <laughs> has his fun what happened in those 14 nanoseconds my mind was going crazy and uh, lewis hamilton was mind was going out of this world you know he was just furious you know on lap 33 
Vettel pitted and lap 36 Lewis Hamilton furiously says to his team that uh, I wanted to go long on this tire I saved my tire and why did you pitted me early yeah yeah and then now Vettel Vettel is on P5 and even after that you know when Sergio when they when Bono said that Sergio might be ahead of you all <laughs> he was more more furious about it then that was the hell you were thinking man <laughs> mercedes was like the risk was calculated but we are bad at math <laughs> uh, oh one point op group one mercedes zero oh. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously at least it was good for max verstappen who has won the monaco grand prix he is a monaco winner he is leading the championship Red Bull are first in constructors. Perez is gradually improving. Ferrari are back. Are they back? And McLaren. I back. think they are back because I think they are back because around 2020. A lot, a lot. They have improved. They have, they have improved drastically. And, and McLaren's <laughs> livery on podium. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was that was stereo on the kick. Podium yeah. was wholesome. But what we are missing, Vanchu, uh, what we are missing, at a point, Sergio Perez was gaining on Lando Norris. That was I was about gaining. to say. That was I was about was to say. Gaining. He was gaining. And he was the winning. Pressure, the pressure on that 22-year-old guy. 21. 21. Okay, my bad. Yeah. He is 22, I guess. Uh, no, he's 21, man. 21. Bad again. The way he was handling for like mere 12 to 14 laps, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Awesome. Not, making, not making a mistake. You know, whenever I. No, not having enough tires, not having enough uh, grip on the tires, having the younger tires on the who are chasing at the back, amazing. Seriously, oh. phenomenal. Whenever I see uh, Lennon Norris in McLaren, I always remember 2007 2007's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. You know, I see the resemblance in Lando Norris of that Hamilton, 2007's Hamilton. And I feel if McLaren, you know, give that support to Lando, he might win a world championship for McLaren. Because yeah, that guy has potential. Down. He has only five races yeah. down, but he has gained two podiums. And he yeah, exactly, has yeah. contract extension with McLaren. Yeah, exactly. Things are in place. I mean, at that guy has the trust on that McLaren project too. So that that's why he signed that contract. So and that yeah, we can expect and something. And, from and we just don't need to deny that Zach Brown treats him like his uh, kid. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. He, he, he wants to adapt. Top Lando. Best CEO. Yeah, man. I mean, the father-son relationship would be, you know, even more effective. I mean, we do have a father-son relationship, but uh, we don't see that. So, <laughs> we have two of them. Yeah, man. But we never see that on the grid. Yeah, hopefully. Never gonna happen. Mazepin did improve. Just on the closing yeah. notes of the podcast, I would like to set up Mazepin did improve. He didn't spun. He didn't crash. He kind of out-qualified Mick Schumacher. He out-raised Mick Schumacher. No doubt out-qualified. So, no, any driver was uh, angry on him. That's yeah. the major part. 
although he he did get in the way but he's a rookie man of course he is allowed a couple yeah. of minutes in monaco and, and he didn't get it got get in the way because there there was no way for him to get out of the way so monaco first up and he didn't get furious so that explains that it was uh, quite exactly. hmm. so all in all if if i ask you to rate the monaco grand prix out of 5 how much rating would you give baji it it was uh, totally a back hole of emotion <laughs> but as no. i told you numbers but as i told you yeah as i told you no any yellow flags no any red flags four out of five nice akshat this would have this would have been five if uh, you know chaos we starts yeah <laughs> ंडो podium and uh, 1.8 is for the good monaco race you know no chaotic and not everything and of course vettel's vettel and sergio perez is overcut yeah but, yeah you, that was amazing how much would you rate it uh, i'll rate it four i guess out of five as a ferrari fan yeah seeing that ferrari on form which is uh, exactly. very satisfactory for me and uh, it would have been five if leclerc won the gp and uh, but yeah i'm happy to see uh, signs and lando both on podium and uh, ferrari back on top so yeah four by five from me yeah i would also give a, give it a four just because all the facts that akshay just uh, akshay just mentioned it was a great result for ferrari and what more can you ask i So and the uh, one shall we all forgot one thing uh, the next race is Azerbaijan Baku and uh, Toto and Hamilton just complained about one thing we all forget to cover that that, that we will be doing a diff- separate video on that because that is an interesting topic me and Rubu had a word about yeah. it. so we'll be doing exactly. a separate video on the bending wings right <laughs> yeah next up is baku which is which could be an interesting race so we are we all all of us at nation formula 1 are looking forward to that race and seeing how that pans out and who'd come on the top but until then stay safe guys stay at home and can can it can can uh, red bull create a big gap between red bull and mercedes in and, baku oh, that will be the big question for baku you know yeah and can mercedes get a pit stop right So these are the questions <laughs> that we need answered from Baku. Until then, stay safe, stay happy, keep watching Formula One, and 
follow us on the social media. Take care. Yeah. See you guys. Peace out.